Hey, hey, everybody. You're listening to the Over My Dad podcast with the do-gooder dads, me, George Andriopoulos. And me, Dave Thompson. We got periodic guests, great conversations, and of course, some dad jokes here and there. Dads and non-dads, welcome to our movement towards nothing in particular. This is not a test. Repeat, this is not a test. Stay tuned for further instructions. Booyah! <laughs> I love you, Daddy. I like yours. I always mimic drum playing at the beginning, and I have no idea if that's how you actually play drums. Well, you're so dedicated, George. You're like a method actor. You could probably <laughs> figure it out. You know, I always wished that I, 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 I'm pretty sure I've mentioned Uncle Jesse on, on this podcast before, but I always wish I had the talent of John Stamos and the ability to play like every instrument and sing a little. To transition from Beach Boys to, to Full House on the motorcycle and all that. Yeah, that was, that was critical to my childhood. That was a moment. Let me, let me tell you, you know, he's a member of the Beach Boys, right? Like no, he, that's what I'm saying. That's he what I'm tours. Saying. Yeah, I mean, he's the drum. He's the touring drummer for the Beach Boys. Right, and as a kid, he was in one epi- They were in one episode where he got up on stage and drummed with them, and I didn't know that that was because he was in the actual yeah. Beach Boys, dude. Oh, he, he, they were in more than one episode, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. They were in like at least three. At least three. The Forever anyway. episodes and. Yeah, oh, let's not go oh, into that rabbit hole. For forever. <laughs> anyway, let, let's song. go. Sur- let's go surfing now, George. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> I'm gonna show you next time, as I cut off our amazing theme music. I'm gonna show you next time. I, I have it. Some actually, I, it's right behind me, but I'm not gonna get up during the podcast. I have a cassette tape of um, me in elementary school. I want to say. And I recorded myself singing forever over John Stamos singing forever. And I named my, my band prisoner. And it's the, the, the thing I drew on there is like a globe with like a stick figure guy. It's just me alone on the globe prisoner. That's so painful and wonderful. Good for you, George. Good for you for talking about it, too. This is where we come to fess up and talk about stuff. Thank you for that vulnerability. That's really nice. And somewhere out there, there's also one of me doing Brian Adams. um, Not have you ever really loved uh, the other one, the one from Robin Hood. Have I told you? Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah, that one. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. (laughs) You are, you are. You, no, nothing. I thought I was the musician, but apparently you got the chops. That's hilarious. I'm a wannabe. I'm a wannabe musician. I'm telling you, it's dedication. It's like how if Heath Ledger got a you know a job as Ringo Starr or something, he would have figured it out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's me. I do that. That's, That's what you. I do. In fact, in fact, let's dive in right now. I am a pseudo musician because. I can sort of, I do that Heath Ledger thing, right? Where you just sort of pick up into things and and learn the skill and and you put your all into it. So um, as our listeners know, you crossed the line completely in our last episode and you had a a diss track made about me by um, some dude. I don't even know. And it was called So Cringe and it was about uh, how my daughter feels about me. Uh huh. So I'm 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 listening. (laughs) I'm just gonna dive into this fully. I vowed to get you back for for your your little diss track, and and I think we started a rap war. Although I don't know if you knew it, but we started a rap war. And um, Dave, I wrote a diss track, and I performed said diss track. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, no. I I was in my little studio here with my mic and. And and the whole deal and and well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it for you. Here we go. Enjoy. Okay. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Dish track war twenty one <laughs> over my dead podcast. Let's go. What? Yo, what? I ain't claim to be hardcore. I didn't even know that I was in a rap war, but Dave. Thompson, he got me dad shook. He's putting out diss tracks and it's a bad look for me as a dad. He says I'm cringe. He sound like a teenage girl on an iCarly binge. Wait, 
Was that reference outdated? Maybe he should judge my raps with the ones he created. Oh, that's right. He never rapped. He hired someone from Fiverr to do it. Y'all no cap. Did I get that slang right? I'll add that to your punk rock butt any night. But no, let's be real for just a moment. As a dueling dad, you were worthy opponent. Except when it comes to naming kids. Your girl's name is cute, but you set me up for this. Confusing movie lines, you like a lamb to the slaughter. Since when did Veda ever say, I am your daughter? What? Oh man, that was a knockout. But I'ma keep going on until you drop out. Where was I? Oh, that's right, Veda. What's the next Macaulay Culkin flick you'll name your kid after later? <laughs> May I suggest Home Alone, son? I can't wait to meet Kevin McAllister Thompson. Look, Dave, you're a good dad, but you poked a bear a little more than you should have. And now that bear's about to eat all your porridge. I guess that makes you Goldilocks with a hair shortage. Goldilocks with a hair shortage. I heard you, Joe. Are you? <laughs> By the way, I got up me? to see if I could find my prisoner tape, and I couldn't. So next time. <laughs> Are you? I, I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to go ahead. Why don't you go into the behind the music? Because I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> so 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 for those for those that don't know, uh, in fact, you know what? I'm going to play it real quick because it's only like a minute. Dave had this made about me. Here we go. Tay Edwards. Yep. Tay Edwards. Right? My daughter thinks yep. that I'm corny. Everything I do is whack. I merely rock on the beat. She said it's too late for that. Please don't do that anymore, especially in front of my friends. I wear crops because they're comfortable. I still like That's right. to win. That's right. I'm just trying to be me, the coolest dad in the world. Uh, I'll let this play in the background, but Dave had this made by Tay Edwards, um, and it was super funny, and it caught me by surprise, of course, and so that's why I had to, that's why I had to do this rap war. You went, turn this you went, down. I just told Tay Edwards, like, listen, my friend, he has a 13-year-old daughter, he, he, like, you know, he gets made fun of all the time for being cringe, he pulls up listening to embarrassing music go for it and he took pr plenty of creative license and i appreciated that you went in on that track george yeah i'm i'm <laughs> i'm i i was just it's very funny that i was just saying that you do everything at 110 percent, even if you don't know how to do it because that's a perfect that was a perfect <laughs> setup for that i'm very i'm i'm kind of shocked um you may be top five dead or alive uh you may be <laughs> And I'm I'm a rap disc guy. Like I'm not the hugest hip hop head in the, in the in the world, but I really appreciate the politics of 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 disc wars and stuff. Yeah. That was that was good. Thank I'm you. Not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's ether, Nas, but it was good. It was listen, machine machine listen, gun Kelly, good. I, machine oh, gun Kelly, please good. stop it, please, <laughs> please. I'm at least like Eminem's roadie, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I God. I was worried, which obviously I. I, I I was happy that you were uh, amused by this and entertained by it because I didn't want to go in on your daughter, obviously, which I didn't. It was very careful with the language to to make fun of your choices as a parent as opposed to well, <laughs> your I daughter. Th I thought you were going to say something that would have actually been a good diss, and I don't know if you know this, but when, when we were naming Veda, it was after My Girl, which you do know, but, but – um... And if you don't know, my girl from the '90s, great Macaulay Culkin movie. Um, but we, you know, we were thinking about what to name her. We said, "Oh, that sounds really pretty." It doesn't mean anything to us. It's just from a movie we like. That's okay. Let's just name her that. It's cool. Whatever. Just like my tattoos, they just look cool. It just sounds cool. Whatever. Then I'm like writing her name in script. We announce it. I'm writing her name in script, and I'm like, I'm really good at these letters. I'm not that good at script. And then I realize that it's Dave with the letters rearranged. <laughs> V-E-D-A. I was like, oh, no. People are going to think I literally named. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, but yeah, no, that's where I thought you were going with it. But Yeah, uh, no, and, I, and I know you would mention that to me a while ago, and I totally forgot. So I, I, I would have, or maybe I will mention it in the, in the next diss track, because I'm pretty sure this, this is an all-out war now. So This is a thing, but I'm going to go country, I think. That's fine. Balls in your court. Dave McGraw. <laughs> Stress balls in my court. <laughs> Dave oh McGraw. My so shots fired 
on the rap battle, on the music battle, I should say. It's not even going to be a rap battle. Maybe I'll switch up genres next time, too. Who knows? Probably I'm, I'm, not. If interpretive dance worked for podcasts, you might be in trouble, George. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah. just take a sip. <laughs> That'll be about as popular as this podcast is. So I just want to say. <laughs> what are you drinking? I, yeah, I just, I just want to say, I just wanted to show you this. You know I don't drink, right? I don't yeah. drink beer or anything anymore. But I I've missed the the culture around it. I've missed, of course, going to bars and stuff. It's kind of weird when people are like, "Oh yeah, we should go for a drink." But also, just like, even just the style and the like, the even just the graphic arts, the the advertising and things surrounding alcohol and and t- talking about why it's special or whatever. I'm today's episode. You don't know this, George, but today's episode is not sponsored by Liquid Death Sparkling Water. Check that out. Liquid Death Sparkling Water. See that? That is the most heavy metal brand of self I have ever seen in my life. This stuff, it t- I was going to say it tastes great. It tastes like every other sparkling water I've ever had. <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth. But the can is super dope. They sell tall boys of it. Uh, for those that are listening, it's like a black can with heavy metal writing that says Liquid Death with a big melting gold skull on it. But let me read you the, let me read you the, side, of the, the side of the can. This infinitely recyclable can of stone-cold sparkling water came straight from the Alps to murder your thirst. (laughs) When a group of teenagers set off into the mountains for a weekend of drinking regular water out of plastic bottles, they became hunted by an aluminum can of mountain water that was dead set on murdering their thirst and recycling their souls. Once cracked open, no thirst is safe from liquid death. After ritually dismembering its thirst victims, this brutal can of water used the severed body parts of dead thirsts to build itself a flesh suit, which it used as a disguise to get a job in marketing. But Liquid Death never took the job. It just murdered a bunch more thirsts instead. (laughs) Ingredients. Mountain water. CO2. Hashtag death to plastic. The end. Liquid Death. Not a sponsor, but totally could be. Should be after that. I'm definitely going to be emailing them. <laughs> I am stoked. Thank you, Veda. Yeah, thank you, Veda. What else man. is going on, brother? Oh man, uh, man, where we been? So, so let's let's be a little real with our our listeners here. So we took a little bit of a a break, and we talked about this when we first recorded this episode, um, which was a couple of weeks ago, and we actually decided to not put it out and and re-record it and, and retool it a little bit because we're trying to put some good stuff out there, right? Um, so I know it's a little bit uh, a little bit later to talk about this stuff, but yeah, Father's Day was was a couple of weeks ago and uh, crazy month for me. We took, a, we took a little hiatus, you and I both. Uh, you did your whole move to, to Nashville, uh, which I know you talked about when we first recorded this, so whatever you want to chat about that. Go right ahead. For me, I took a little break because uh, we actually lost my my father-in-law in May to COVID, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, kind of hit us hard. Hit us really hard and just had to take time to sort of recenter, be here with my family and, you know, um, be there for my mother-in-law and you know, my wife and, and my sister-in-law and just kind of uh, figure out how to move past it. So we had, uh, you know, it was a couple of weeks before Father's Day that that happened. Well, almost a month before Father's Day, and then uh, we we had a nice, quiet Father's Day. We celebrated. We went out to dinner one night to Morton's to celebrate my father-in-law with That's them, so nice. which, was, which was great. Yeah, totally his style. He would have enjoyed it. And then, um, yeah, just chilled with the kids on Father's Day. Had a relaxing day in the pool. I uh, had a goal of getting in my big donut floaty with a beer and swimming around. You've been around. staying in that pool this summer, man. Oh, gosh. I went in, dude, I mean, yesterday, we're, we're in a bit of a heat wave here. Yesterday was like 90-something here and couldn't even go out. It was like that hot and humid. And by like 10 o'clock last night, I was like done. Poured myself a drink, went out to the pool. It was so refreshing. Swam around for like an hour. Amazing. That was it, man. What else? I I, I, I don't know. What else has been going on? I chaperoned my son's fifth grade dance, which was a trip. It was a total that trip. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. He didn't think so, but <laughs> he did was. He, did he? Did he care that you were doing it? He was super pissed when he found out um, that his mom you and gotta, I was chaperoning. Be, 
Hey, hang on. Let's start from the beginning. You've got to be one of the cool dads, right? Like there are, there's definitely two categories. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got to be one of the dads that like, oh, I can't wait for Mr. Andriopoulos to drive us. Like, I think so. I don't think anybody else does. As the host of a dad <laughs> podcast, yes, I am one of the cool dads. <laughs> but no, he was he was super pissed that his his mom and I were we took shifts. I I chaperoned the first half and she did the second. Half. I mean, there was like twenty five parents chaperoning, but because he's got some heavy duty allergies, we kind of like have to be there when, especially when there's food going on. So, um, but we, we stayed low key. I stayed out of the way. I think he was happy. It's aside from a, uh, a moment where the DJ invited all the old parents onto the dance floor and they played a little house of pain, jump around. Oh, and he was kind of, he gave me this look like, don't do it. And I wasn't, I was just standing back with my water. And then the, the moms, <laughs> Moms were like nuts. The moms were like, "Come in, come in, George, come in the middle." I'm like, "No." And, 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 and you're like, "You're like, all right, guys, pack it up, pack it in. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me begin. I came to win. That'll be that's a sin." I better get a Terminator. No. Did so, you, did, did you tear the sack up, George? I I tear I tore it up. <laughs> I tore it up because they were like, and, and you know, as as a podcast host who really tries to time his drops, his audio drops. I was like, no, 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 no. And I'm listening. I'm listening. It's like as we're getting closer to, to the chorus. And I'm like, no, no, no. And the mom's like, come on, come on. I was like looking at my son. And he's like, and he's giving me this look like, please don't do it. But everybody else is asking you to. So maybe you should. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I hand him on my glass. And as the chorus hits, I jump in. I'm like, jump around. Jump around. That, that, that's like that's like when people are like speech, peach, and you're like, no, 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 no. And then you take out a piece of paper and you have like a whole thing prepared. You're like, no, I couldn't, I shouldn't. You have like a cor- a choreographed dance. No, no, you've always you've always been really good on your feet. I'm just I got I got to tell you something. It's a quick story related to speech this is actually pretty funny. So I mentioned to you last time we we talked about this, but I didn't tell you this part. So, um, you know, with my father in law passing away, so. So this family, uh, my, my wife's family has had a lot of loss. Um, and I'm not trying to laugh at that. It's just that yeah, yeah, I yeah. am like the funeral video guy, right? So like right. every person, my, my sister-in-law passed away um, in 2013. One of my sister-in-laws, my wife's grandmother, my wife's uncle, and now my, my wife's father. Mm-hmm. So I'm always the guy that does like the montage video for the funerals, right? And for this one leading up to it, I was like, babe, I don't have the energy. I hope nobody asked me to. And then after a conversation, because, you know, we were planning it with her mom and her sister. Her mom was like, no, I don't want any of that kind of stuff. Like, too much. Let's just make it. I said, great. So I was like, I'm off the hook. You know, I could just sort of focus and be here. And then my wife and my sister-in-law asked me to give the eulogy. So I was like, okay, great. You know, like now I have to write this thing or whatever. So whatever. I wrote it. And I tried to keep a very like light tone. My father-in-law was, um, was he was a prankster. He was, he was a, a fun guy. guy. Right? Yeah. yeah, fun guy, prankster. He, he wasn't like too heavy in terms of like emotion and stuff like that. So I really wanted to hit home about like um, what fatherhood meant to him and what what he meant to the girls, and um, but keep that comedy in there, right? Because that's that's what he would have wanted. And so I wrote the thing, and it was perfect. But then I said to my wife, I was like, I have a gag that would be amazing, but only like 10 people in the room would get it. And I would probably look like a total douche to the other people. But I was like, what if when the priest does the the so the priest was doing his little service, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. At, at the funeral home. And then he was like, and now Tom's son-in-law, George is going to come up to uh, to do the eulogy. And, and I Jump said, so Around he, starts playing. No, no. So when he does that, <laughs> I said to my wife, it would be amazing if you went up there to him and as he said, George is going to come up to do eulogy and tap him on the shoulder and give him like a piece of paper. And, and he goes like, okay, I'm sorry. Um, coming to the stage, three-time TEDx speaker. And do the whole intro. And she was like, that would be amazing. But you're totally right. Only like 10 people in the room would get the joke. (laughs) Save it for, God forbid, save it for someone on your side of the family. (laughs) By the way, I have given my wife instructions for when I die. 
Very specific instruction. I probably shouldn't even tell you. I should probably have her. No, on I here think one I day. remember a Facebook status about this. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I told you I'd bring a red dot. Yes, red dot. yes. Nobody's allowed in unless you are crying the entire time. But I said maybe a black dot. <laughs> <laughs> Your red dot wouldn't be appropriate. So that that's the, my that's my last the, few weeks. For dude. the folks for the folks at home that aren't used that don't know what a red dot is, um, <laughs> when you do a TED talk or a TEDx talk, you stand on a small rug that is it's uh, it's called the red dot. That's the signature thing that you do when you're giving your talk and george is a red dot enthusiast and i'll never forget the first red dot he ordered when he was uh producing his first ted talk that was like the size of like maybe like a small bath mat yeah yeah yeah. wait is this my eulogy i can't wait (laughs) by the way that explanation was for sean hayes sister tracy in wisconsin right exactly exactly perfect But, but but um speaking of like thinking on your feet and and speaking from the heart um my father's day was really interesting um so i went to an emergency boca raton wedding right I know you know a little bit about this from my, yeah, my yeah, yeah. close friends setting on my Instagram feed. But um, so my my mother-in-law actually got married to her longtime uh, boyfriend. And um, we actually went down and all of them, a lot of our extended family lives in like the in the in Florida in like the Boca, Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale yeah. area. So we went and we stayed with my father-in-law who is divorced from my mother-in-law, obviously, mm-hmm. because it was her wedding. Um, so I spent father's day with my father-in-law, which I always really, really enjoy. And he's hilarious. Um, and we can, we can maybe get into that. That might be a little side story, but, um, my father-in-law ended up coming to the wedding, even though they're not, they don't hang out or anything. He, he went to his ex-wife's wedding. Uh, he wanted to see my daughter as a flower girl and his daughters as bridesmaids. He has three daughters. Um, so it was really, really nice. And then it was like a small, like 40 person wedding, really classy boutique hotel in, in West Palm. And uh, someone just hands in the mic and they say, here, make the speech literally by the pool. It was like a, a there was no stage or anything. It was like by the pool, you know, yeah. just out of nowhere, handed the microphone to the ex-husband and he brought the house down. Wow. Uh, my, ex, my, my father-in-law is like a very, I love him to death. I respect him so much. I'm horrified of him. Um, if he's listening or anyone that knows him is listening and is going to tell him, I love that man like no other, but he is a cartoon character. He's not a real, I'm convinced he's not a real person. He's the most stereotypical, like New York city, Italian guy ever. And he was like, uh, Hey, lot wish him health and wealth and happiness. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm the ex husband. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. It was really, really cool. Yeah, no, it was nice to. Uh, it was kind of a work trip. We were really, really busy, uh, busy that weekend. But it was cool. It was cool to spend. You know, I've gotten to spend more time with my kid and with my family than I have in a long time living in New York. So, um, it, it was cool to, to, even though we've only been here like a month, to travel and to, to see other family and stuff like that. So it was a a, a busy Father's Day, but it was good. Yeah, it's good, man. That's good. Yeah, it's uh. And it's 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 shaping up to be a busy summer, but uh, I'm glad we're we're rolling again. And we got this thing cranking. We've been uh, we've been putting out a call for contributors. Um, you know, we want people to come on, be be a part of this podcast. Whether you submitted content, whether you're you're a character on this show, uh, another personality. Um, so, Dave, kudos to you, man, for finding Simon in Australia, our misunderstood Australian man. This guy is the man. He is. I do feel that he's misunderstood because I think he's a really good guy, but he's disgruntled. Simon, yeah. what's wrong? Is it the time difference that's bothering you? What's wrong? Is yeah, it let's... driving on driving on the wrong side of the road? Tell me. Well, well, he's gonna tell us. So what? So why don't you set it up and tell tell everybody what you did here? Yeah, um, in preparation so, for this, for for sure. So Simon and I spoke, and and I asked him if I could feature some of his awesome Instagram posts on the show, which we've done. Um, and then, you know, he, I said, you're going to have to do an interview if you want to like a job interview, if you want to come on the show. So I said, I'm going to send you a series of questions. Please like read these questions and answer them. Um, so, so Simon sent over the video. He is a really not, I think he's a well-meaning guy. I think, I think he is, um, but misunderstood. It's true. And, uh, so he sent back his, his responses and, uh, and we have them for the, for the show today. So check it out. Here we go. 
George and Dave. G'day. My name is Simon Eldfield. I'm hilarious. Um, I'm a commentator of life, an observer of life. Currently living in Australia. I'm going to go through some of your questions. You've asked me some, um, some quite personal questions and some quite stereotypical random questions. And I've got some stuff I'm going to say about that. But first one, what is my biggest passion and my biggest peeve? I have no passions. I'm passionate about nothing. No, sleeping and doing the bare minimum. I'm always looking to do the bare minimum. As the world's laziest man, um, I have literally hundreds of examples of doing the bare minimum. Sometimes it doesn't quite work. I'll tell you more about that another day. Because peeve, currently thousands of peeve, today's peeves, bananas from supermarkets. They're always unripe, bunches of unripe bananas. Great, I'm gonna buy a bunch of freaking bananas today in case I fancy a banana in a fortnight. Can I play the didgeridoo? Do I own a Subaru? Oh, seriously? What kind of stereotypical questions are they? Obviously, all Australians can play the didgeridoo. Um, no, we, we can't play the freaking didgeridoo. Do I drive a Subaru? Unbelievable, yes, okay, I drive a freaking Subaru. What would I like Americans to understand about Australians? We don't all surf. I can't surf. I live on the Sunshine Coast near a beach. I can't surf. In fact, it's a struggle to even get me in the water. You know why? Sharks. None of this, you're more likely to get hit by a car crossing the road nonsense. No, if I went in the sea, I would be eaten by a shark. It's inevitable. It's absolutely inevitable. So that's why I will never go in the ocean. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. Thank you for that. Thank you, Peter Benchley. How old was I, 11, when I watched Jaws? Of course, I thought it was a based on a true story, scarred for life. Why do you always seem so angry? misunderstood yeah I'm not always angry I think it's just people people make me angry do you know what's making me angry today about people I went to an ATM to get some money out and I did what everybody does don't they somebody looks at you and you immediately look away like they're putting their pin in you look away everyone looks away don't they like like we're all master criminals who I mean what would it mean if I didn't look away? Does that person suddenly think, you see my pin, I'm going to be robbed? Or, or am I gonna somehow become a master criminal and start robbing people at ATMs or in supermarkets because I'm looking over someone's Why do we do that? You, you know, you all do it. We all do it, we look away, don't we? Pin, oh, looking everywhere but there, why? Assuming you can play the didgeridoo, would you consider writing a remix of our theme tune? <sighs> no. Mainly because it sounds like far too much work and I just can't be asked. Um, but I'll tell you who you could ask. Why don't you ask the original composer of your first theme tune? I believe a certain Michael Bolton may have been the composer from the sound of it. What's the worst thing? <laughs> Pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's a really funny guy. He reminds me of, like, the Australian Larry David or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's you super know? dry. He's super dry, but, like, it, it's definitely my taste in, in, in comedy, <laughs> for sure. Oh, I can't believe they all do know how to play the didgeridoo. You that do. was the, the biggest thing that I learned. 
Uh, and I appreciate it so much, Simon. Thank you for your insight. My favorite, um, my favorite line was when you asked if he drives a Subaru, and he was totally disgusted by your stereotypical <laughs> question. And then he's like, "Yes, I do drive a Subaru." <laughs> oh my goodness! And my next questions are going to be about Outback Steakhouse and marsupials. I think um, <laughs> there are certain cultures that you're just allowed to do this with. Uh, there's only a few. Uh, only a few, gonna, yeah. But I'm going to take advantage. Um, yeah, no, and I, I, I feel simpatico with Simon in a way because I'm, you know, I, I feel this. I feel like he's, uh, you know, um, like an inside out. He's, he's sadness or disgruntlement, like all those different characters. That I have a Simon somewhere in me, but also, I live in what I feel is like the Australia of America now. Tennessee has a lot of wildlife. Did you hear all those birds behind him? Are those yeah. his birds, or do you think that those are? That's just the way it is there. <laughs> I don't I know. Th- I, 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 I would imagine they're not his birds because he sounded annoyed by even the background sounds in his audio. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm I'm surrounded by that stuff here. I walk my dog now. My dog is trying to kill frogs when I'm walking. My dog at night. All these frogs so loud, the size of my fist. Yeah. Deer, everything. I'm not used to that. It's very cool, though. I love it. Um, we're we're kind of dealing with that, too, um, in, in our new place. Like, it's it's not like, like where you are, right? But we happen to be in an area that's backed by woods, right? We're, we're, I live right by the Bethpage bike path, right? So, like, my... I, I walk like three houses down and I, I could be on the bike path. So a lot of woods around, whatever. So this area happens to, they've always had a lot of rabbits, but there are like, we have it in our backyard, like right outside my kitchen window, we have like this little Zen garden kind of setup, mm-hmm. and it's really pretty. It's like a, a very serene, calming scene in the morning when you get up and you're having your coffee and you just look out the window. It's really, really pretty. But it's actually insane, like, the amount of, like, I see these birds that I've never seen in my life before. Colors, like, exotic stuff. There's squirrels and rabbits jumping. It's like the opening to, like, a Disney movie every morning. And, like, in the nice way, you know, I'm not making fun of it. It's just, like, I've never seen this before. It's it's insane. And there happens to be, like, um, an abundance of rabbits this year, which my... It's rabbit season. season. An exterminator friend of mine was explaining to me that the pandemic caused an abundance of of rabbits. So they've been been reproducing like rabbits. They've been fornicating. (laughs) Fornicating. No, but yeah, uh, uh, one of our first episodes, I invited you to my uh, HOA's Facebook group, right? And we were talking about all these wild things about. um, And I will tell you, uh, in that episode, if you haven't listened. Uh, George reads a post by someone that says, "Like, do you mind if I go to the end of the block and bag a, or harvest a couple of harvest. them deer?" Right. So, I and I and I told George I hadn't seen the house that I own and now live in yet in person. But I was like, George, you know who lives at the end of that block? You know whose property that is? That's that's mine. So whoever that you know, they're asking the owner, and it's me, and I'm not there yet, and I don't know anything. So um, anyway, I. Now I've gotten to know Bambi and all their friends. They're out there every day, and I'm just waiting for a guy with a cross and be like, is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know what scared me most about that, and I told you this last time too, when they use the word harvest. It's just a it's, weird. It's creepy, right? It's like really it's just about it. it's an yeah. awkward way to say what you're going to say. I'm sure there's a horror movie called The Harvest. Yeah, it's very Silence of the Lambsy. Which, yeah. which, by the way, so my daughter Joanna, this is this is <laughs> this has actually brought us a couple of laughs this week. So, her new thing, she's a great eater. She's eleven months old as of yesterday. She's an amazing eater. My wife did an incredible job with the baby led weaning and all this stuff I've never heard of before. And she's eating like full meals at since she's like eight or nine months old, like chicken wow. and steak and potatoes and what? the whole deal. Yeah, everything. Everything. Um, so baby led weaning, if I'm not mistaken, is is about like letting them feed themselves, which was really hard for me because I'm so like anally like OCD clean and organized and like, you know, you gotta, 
you know, fork and knife and spoon and, and whatever. So it, I'm always used to like, I would feed the baby, feed the baby, feed the baby. Right. This, so this is, is like about where, like the discovery process of what food is. It ends up in your mouth. Yeah. And, so you just yeah. put it in front of her and, and she just does it herself. Like I remember when my wife was putting like, you know, like yogurt or mashed potato. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. You know how long it's going to take us to clean up, but it worked. Right. I was wrong. She was right. It worked. Um, but she does this thing now where she's eating, she's eating, she's she's pretty good. She doesn't make a huge mess, but then when she starts getting full, she starts doing stuff like she'll like put her hand in the mashed potatoes and like put her hands together and she'll just like start <laughs> in a very oh, let me take my headphones off of this. George is I know. Uh, rubbing rubbing his face in a very strange and kind of sensual way. He's not wearing his headphones, so I can describe yeah. it without him hearing. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that she was, would that rub. She would mash like chicken and mashed potatoes into her hair all over. So if it wasn't bath night, it's now automatically bath night every single night. Oh my goodness, I don't miss those days at all. But the look at on her all. face, Dave, is like. It's like Hannibal Lecter. It's it's the creepiest. I'm like, stop it, Joanna. Stop it. She's rubbing the food in her hair, and she's just so enjoying pressing it in, and then she'll, like, look at you as if you're next, you know? Unsocialized, unsocialized human beings. Um, babies are among that group. Serial killers. Damn you, babies. Fe- fe- feral humans, babies. They're all part of the same population. In some regards. Damn <laughs> <Yeah>, you, babies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, so um, speaking of good eating, that's a segue. I need like a, a we need like a little, a, a little like a, <clears throat> like jingle or something. Like that, what is that? What's he doing? It's a segue. Hey. I don't know. Do um, I have anything like that? <laughs> there you go. I, I don't think, I don't. <laughs> I am stoked. <laughs> that that that's probably more that's probably more fitting. Thank so you, anyway, Dana. so so people were like, "Oh, you're gonna miss the pizza. You're gonna miss the bagels down south." And it's true, fine. But you guys don't have the kind of barbecue we have, and the kind of like there's good food down here. So I live near the Kentucky border. So you probably have had Kentucky Fried Chicken before, but I on Sunday drove to Kentucky to get some actual fried chicken, not from a KFC. Not many people could say that, and I'm very proud of that, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> so so you're telling me and, and by the way, coincidentally, I had fried chicken for dinner tonight. Are you kidding? So I, yeah, I know I had it from Zorn's, but so normally I would go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, but you go to Kentucky for fried, fried chicken. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And it's spicy down here, like really spicy. Nashville hot chicken. That's, That's pretty badass, so man. So good. Yeah. No. So speaking of Kentucky and I never pictured ever going to Kentucky for any reason. And now I have multiple reasons to go to Kentucky. So um, another new friend that we've made is uh, Jason Crow. Yeah. And I know I, I already showed you this and I got so excited about this. So, you know, George and I are big dad joke guys, but we're not just going to sit on the podcast and like go dad joke for dad joke the whole time. You know what I mean? Like that, that obviously gets a little old unless um, you want it guys. If you want to just reach out, Liquid Liquid Death Sparkling Water, if you will sponsor us, just uh, let us know what you want to see. But um, <clears throat> so Jason Crow is a really nice guy, um, and he he has a TikTok account that's doing really well where he tells his dad dad jokes every day. Uh, his TikTok, TikTok account is dad joke of the day, uh, and then his Instagram is uh j crow 22 crow c-r-o-w-e 22 um but jason's from kentucky and he's actually a really successful indie film actor um and he he agreed to to submit some exclusive content for the show so um let me just read you his little blurb here i'm super stoked on jason um a kentucky native uh stoked uh, a Kentucky native, Jason started his film career with a bang, landing the lead role in the now cult classic zombie film, Dead Moon Rising. I know what I'm watching tonight. I'm going to check it out. Um, Dead Moon Rising, folks. Jason's comedic portrayal of Jim, the car rental clerk turned hero, boosted him into the spotlight. Since then, Jason has come to be referred to as the indie king and the bad boy of independent cinema. Um, Jason has worn a Superman ring since he was 17 years old, and he only takes it off when uh, when a role demands it. Um, so, 
Anyway, bottom line is Jason's a really good guy. We have a lot in common. And he sits around with his dad in Kentucky somewhere and uh, tells his dad dad jokes to his dad's dismay and disappointment. <laughs> and we, we thought that we'd show you uh, or play you some exclusive content for, for your yeah. dad joke of the day. Check this guy's out. great. Check it out, guys. Hello, world. Hey, world. Time for your exclusive dad jokes for the Over My Dad Bod cast uh, podcast. Exclusive? Exclusive. Only for Over My Dad Bod cast. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fancy. So, do you know, I, I, I mixed uh, a laxative with uh, alphabet soup. You know what I called it? No. Letter rip. Letter, letter rip. Girls. <laughs> uh, oh, did you hear about the the court case between uh, Fruit of the Loom and Haynes? Yeah. Yeah, it was a brief case. Briefs. This is our exclusive material. Yep, yep. This is our, <laughs> this is our exclusive stuff. Have a good day. Have a good one. <laughs> That's great. He's such a good guy. And you could tell his dad and him have such a cool kind of yeah. relationship, you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. For those that I, weren't watching the video, his dad's in the background, like, in a comfy chair. And, and Jason's just up front telling these jokes to the camera. And his, his, you could tell his dad is just like, oh, Jason. <laughs> I, I think that's the best review, though, by Jason Crow's dad. Mr. Papa Crow, we'll call him. Uh, in the background, Fancy. right in the beginning, he goes, that's pretty fancy That's pretty about fancy. the name of our podcast. And I think I'm going to create a testimonial from Papa Crow, if that's okay with you. Jason, please ask Dad uh, <laughs> if that's, that's pretty cool. fancy. That's and pretty and fancy. Jason got the the uh, pronunciation of the name pretty pretty spot on over my dad podcast <laughs> with, yeah. with the little pregnant pause in between, right? Pregnant pause again. <laughs> Second George time. taught me a new a new word today. I don't. I hope I don't pregnant pause. Wait, let me see. Let me think about if I pregnant pause. Was that a pregnant pause? <laughs> <laughs> a pregnant pause is like, um, husband. I have to tell you something. I'm two months away from getting a new job at. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think they could cancel a podcast, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we're close to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 do we have anything else? Well, I know, I know, I wanted to talk about our, um, our contributors. We, we've, we've seen Jason Crow today, and and Simon, our misunderstood Australian, but. Um, you know, we want you guys to keep reaching out to us. Hit the hotline, by the way, 888-749-5188. You could leave us a message there. Uh, bit ideas, bits that you want to just leave leave on there, and we'll play them on here. Um, fans that want to reach out, hit us up on, on Instagram or, or Facebook or Twitter at any of those places. Our handles are all in the, in the show notes. But Dave scoped one out, uh, uh, one of our super fans, actually, that left us a video message, right? Yeah, this was really cool. I mean, whereas Simon and Jason, I kind of, uh, you know, procured those gentlemen from near and far. Um, our, we have a fan, and our fan reached out and asked if he could be on the show. And I was like, we're not going to interview you, dude, but if you have something that you want to say or, or whatever, like, you know, he's, he's not like, uh, I didn't know this guy. You know yeah. what I mean? He didn't have much content, whatever. So, uh, yeah, he submitted a little something. He, he wanted to ask us a, co a couple questions. There you go. Hey, George and Dave. Uh, I'm loving the show. I, I watch it in my car. I'm, I'm having a, a really good time laughing along with you guys. So I guess my questions are, um, how did you guys meet? Why did you guys decide to start the show? Where are you guys going with this? Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, please play this on the show. Peace. You know, I thought it was endearing the first time I saw that, but now it, it feels like, the freaking uh, it feels like I'm being questioned at a police station or like your your dad's like yelling at you like where's this going what are you doing <laughs> yeah, what are you what are you doing where is your life going right now <laughs> and he said he likes it maybe he's just hitting up every pod like looking at hashtag podcast and dming every uh 
every account, but really, really nice guy. And uh, what were the questions? Yeah. Um, how did we how did we meet? How did we meet? Well, well, you know, the, those that know me know I'm a I'm a public speaker, three time TEDx speaker, and also the executive producer. Of- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, three time no uh, executive producer of of TEDx Farmingdale, a TEDx event, and so at back, our inaugural eulogy champion, eulogy <laughs> champion introduced by unsuspecting priests. Um, yeah, so so at our inaugural TEDx Farmingdale event, uh, Dave and his uh, podcast partner Josh uh, had actually applied to. Um, speak at our event and uh you know they had a really interesting topic and and i accepted them and we worked together and they killed it and dave and i formed a friendship after that and here we are yeah and for forever you know this was in mid 2019 or september 2019 and forever george and i were like we gotta do something we gotta do something and we're in like you know there's crossover but we're in pretty different industries and stuff and we're both really high performance busy dudes um and so nothing really ever kind of lined up and got quite calibrated um we we wanted to do something kind of meaningful and impactful and then we realized you know what let's just do something something for us something fun um and you know the only things that we do besides our work is we worry about our families and uh, we're both dads and we take a lot of pride in that so uh this isn't a podcast for fathers but it's a dad-centric podcast by self-identified dads um and that's pretty much it we have What's that? What's that saying? We say, join us on our journey towards nothing, nothing in particular, in particular. We, yeah. and that's where we're going with this. Nowhere in particular, we're going to see where it goes, right? Um, yeah, that's where we're going, buddy. So stop asking over yeah. and over. And we Christ. really don't like your posturing, sir. Where is your life going, sir? I need I need Simon to make a statement about this gentleman and critique his asking of these questions. I'm going to call. <laughs> I'm going to call the misunderstood Australian on you. <laughs> so, you know what I wanted to ask you? Mm. Speaking of podcasts, I know we're, we're, we, we, we always sort of pull back the curtain and talk about how we, we do this thing and put it together. Um, and we're like one of like millions of, of podcasts out there. But I, I kind of wanted to ask you, I know professionally what you and I do, but what, what podcast do you listen to? I don't know if other people ask this on podcast, but I'm, I'm always curious to find out more mm-hmm. about other podcasts because this is like I, I've learned to really like function well during the day while working and listening to podcasts. So I'm I'm probably oh, listening to podcasts for like a solid five to six hours a day, I think. What? Yeah. I can wow. work hardcore and just listen to podcasts. So I have a very, even though I'm remote now and everything, I have a very like social position. Like I'm, I'm very much on the zooms all the time or whatever. So that's not me. Um, my podcast listening has gone way down since I moved here because where I listened was in the car and I'd be in the car for like up to three hours a day. Um, 90% of the podcasts I listen to are true crime, like Colleen. Um, (laughs) and I actually, to the point that I actually run out of like there are so that's like the biggest genre of podcast yeah. and i actually run out of podcasts to listen to i like the ones where they're actually investigating something and like cold calling people from 20 years ago and there's actually been some incredible podcasts that actually solve murders like up and vanished uh serial got really close and that was huge um but i also even listen to like dateline episodes they're all podcasts now um and then i do listen to some about my industry a little bit um and then the really the only comedy podcast I listen to is um, Smartless. One of with, my favorites. With Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. Uh, you turned me on to that. Is hilarious. Um, I really like the idea. There's also a, a, a two comedy podcasts that I really enjoy, or two 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 crime podcasts that I really enjoy that do the same thing. I really like the idea of presenting the co like a one host presenting the other host with something. So there's my favorite murder and uh, last podcast on the left, uh, which are podcasts where like they tell murder stories to each other. But smartless is similar in that they surprise each other with guests, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, maybe yeah. we should do that. Maybe we should do that sometime. We should definitely rip that off. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I've thought about doing like a, this is your life. And just like bringing Colleen on one time and not telling you. <laughs> she would never, she would never, she has no interest in ever coming on a podcast. 
this is your life. What about you? What about you? Um, I'm kind of all so so the bulk. I'm I'm on my phone right now, actually looking through Apple Podcasts through my app to see my saved stuff. So I'm sort of all over the map. I do not listen to true crime. The the closest that I would get to a true crime podcast is I listen to the Law and Order SVU podcast, which is really just like insider TV stuff. It's not, you know, it's oh, yeah, not a yeah, true yeah. crime podcast. But uh all right, what do I have on you? So comedy podcast definitely rule the rule the roost. Is that what they say? Rule the I don't know. I've learned rule the roost. Sure. Roost the rule. <laughs> Something there's there's a lot of crime pod uh, uh, comedy podcasts here, so comedy. Okay, what do I have here? I have the Ron Burgundy podcast, Will Ferrell, which is amazing. He's actually got his own channel of shows, which um oh it's it's awesome. It's so awesome. So uh, Ron Burgundy podcast, Omnibus with uh, Ken Jennings and John Roderick. Ken Jennings from Jeopardy is actually a uh-huh. cool like nerd podcast. Okay, cool. uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Is a good one. Smartless yeah. is Smartless and Zach to the Future are two of my favorites. Zach to the Future that. is Mark Paul Gosler, of course Zach Morris and Dashiell Driscoll, who is the guy that made the Zach Morris's Trash video series on Funny or Die, and coincidentally became a writer on the reboot, the Saved by the Bell reboot that's on Peacock now. So him oh, and Zach, the, the premise of the show is that. Mark Paul Gossler has never watched himself back before in anything. He's and this dude's been in a lot. He's been in Saved by the Bell. So he's watching. So he like reviews himself. Yeah. So he's so tough on himself that he's never watched himself back at anything. Oh, like so he was awesome. on NYPD Blue, Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. uh, a million shows. So the premise of this is each episode is they watch back in in order. They watch back Saved by the Bell episodes and and. You know, do commentary on it. So that, great show. That is hilarious. If Zach Morris or uh, anyone from Smartless or any true crime people want to come on our show, just let us know. You're probably listening to. Um, so so yeah, come on and contribute to yeah. the Over My Bad podcast. <laughs> For sure. But that is a bunch of other comedy and, and TV and movie podcasts. I listen to a few, you know, business ones, motivational stuff. That's my other sort of genre, but Mostly like TV and and comedy stuff, and then of course any any of my friends that have podcasts like you you have sounds like autism, um, you know those are all on my playlist too. All my friends that have podcasts are on my uh, my weekly playlist, so yeah, I always kind of figure it out. Listen to the launchcast, by the way. I should have said. <clears throat> yeah, I know you're seeing me, um, but yeah, no, and and but I'm I'm liking this one, and I think we have some good. I think we have a good summer coming up. I got a good feeling. We're picking up steam. Uh, and definitely interact with us through uh, at Over My Dad Podcast on Instagram. We're really lively on there. Um, and and if you want to get involved somehow, you can either call it the toll free number that uh, George set up, or you could you could reach out there. Um, and and yeah, let's do it. It's gonna be yeah. great. All in the show notes, guys. All right. See cool. you next time. Play the music. Play the music. Play the song. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Over My Dad podcast. Catch us every other Wednesday morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are available. And please do not forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Over My Dad Podcast and on Twitter at Over My Dad Podcast. CST.